my desire to own a bus. So that goes all the way back to my teen years. I don't know. I was just kind of a unique kind of kid, kind of marched to the beat of my own drummer. I uh, was in, interested in, I guess, peace and conflict studies. Uh, and so very early on, I think I was maybe 20 years old, I, I wanted, man, I wanted a VW bus. That's John Wilson. And we are Miracle and Ryan Ireland. And this is So You Owned a VW Bus, the podcast fueled by stories from people like John. John contacted us and said that he had some stories about the two buses that he had owned. And he had some stories. And so we begin with a religious experience. I kind of became an atheist when I was 12 or 13, but when I was in college, I... I got involved with this group, this like church group, and um, have you ever heard of Campus Crusade? It was a, a group that's kind of like that, called the Navigators, right? And so here I was this atheist hanging around with all these church folks, right, in, uh, in college, and uh, and I had said, you know, I really want a VW bus, like I really want one. And, and the guy who was the head of this, he said, you know, you should pray about that. And I was like, really? God wants to hear a prayers from an atheist about wanting a VW bus? He's like, yeah. And, and I said, like, I have some specific asks for a VW bus. And so he said, well, make a list and start praying the list. And so, and so I did. I, I had 10 things on my list. And they were, you know, it had to be a, uh, a more recent model, a 2.0 engine. I wanted an automatic. Paint job is really good. You know, no rust. Um, I wanted the bench seats, not the camper edition. And the 10th one on my list, and, and I almost felt a little deceiving about this, is I wanted it to have the appearance that I had a major engine default, right, a problem, um, but it actually didn't, right? And so, sure enough, I was, I don't know, been praying for four or five months. Again, as an atheist, why not? What have I got to lose? And I was down in uh, Evanston, or Evansville, Indiana, uh, working a construction job, and I was looking through the paper, and sure enough, someone had a VW bus for sale. For five hundred bucks, and uh, actually it wasn't even that one. I think it was it was fifteen hundred dollars. But I got there and I drove it around, and it was everything, 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 automatic, everything, and uh, red and white, you know, tin top. Oh gosh, it was perfect. And so he said, but there's a there's one problem with it, and you'll see it when you start it up. It just leaks oil like a sieve, and I don't know what the problem is, but it's it's terrible. So you know, we go and start it off, and sure enough, man, it's just it's just pouring right on his driveway and i said well let's, you know let's go give it a drive and we drive it around the neighborhood and we come back and stop and turn up it's pouring oil and pouring oil so i'm like well let me let me take a look i said because i'm really worried about this you know it's got a crack in the engine block and that would be you know awful and so i open it up and i'm looking around and looking around and, and it and i'm crawling underneath it and it actually it doesn't look like it's coming from the engine itself but it looks like it's coming from in between two things you know where two parts of the engine come together not like the main seal or anything and so i said i you know, I'm willing to take the risk on this if you're willing to take 500 bucks. And he said, oh, man. He said, I don't know what the engine problem is, so I'll do 500 bucks. And so it was leaking, and I, I must have put in, I don't know, five quarts of oil to get this thing all the way from uh, Evansville, Indiana, all the way back up to Canton, where my folks live. And uh, got it in my driveway, and the next morning got up and, you know, opened, uh, took off the back casing of the, the fan housing and then pulled off the oil cooler and sure enough, it was just those two little rubber seals that look like the things you put in your garden hose on the oil cooler, 50 cents. And I put new ones on and I cranked it back on and put the fan housing on, ran like a charm, not a drop of oil after that. 
Hallelujah. It's a miracle, miracle. I've heard that one before. It would be a miracle if you hadn't heard that one before. (laughs) Anyway, it seems like John wasn't content with his God-given bus and had some work to do. Wow, so this is an embarrassing story. Again, I'm just, it's a stupid story. And I I hate to say this because all the VW owners out there are going to be like, you're an idiot. So, uh, again, I I didn't know anything about cars. And so we were living in Indiana, and we were working at a college, uh, Manchester University. And we were, uh, I had a little, I had a a spot on the door that the rust was coming through. So I was like, oh, you know what I'm going to do? I am going to, you know, buff this out and then, you know, maybe have the door repainted. So I, you know, I started sanding it down. Well, the rust spot was still there. Like I'd sanded more and more. No, by the end of the day, I'd sanded off the whole door, like all the way down. I didn't all the way past the primer. So just all metal door. Well, now I'm like in for a penny, you know, in for a pound. And so I spent the rest of that summer sanding the entire bus down um, so I could go and get it repainted, not realizing that you're not really supposed to go past the primer, not the factory primer, because when they put it on there, it's, you know, I don't know, they put some kind of magic on there to make it good. So I had sanded this whole thing down to silver. So it looked like a giant Airstream, right? I was, I was very thorough. And so I had a lot of, t- you know, I'm a teacher. I had a lot of time on my hands that summer. So, so... Uh, it was time to go and get this thing painted. So I had to drive to Fort Wayne to get it painted because we were in this very small country town all surrounded by corn, right? So to do that, you know, all the glass is out. So I've got this bus. It looks like an Airstream. All the windows are out. And we start, we start driving on this back road. It's probably August. Well, I'm going 65, 70. Have you ever hit a bug hit your face at 65 or 70? Like it, it hurts. It really stings. And so, and so, and, and having the windshield off, it's like a giant scoop. It's, it's just smack in my face. So I reached down and luckily I had my visor there, you know, the full on face visor from when I was doing all this work on the bus. So I grab it and I have this visor on. So I'm going 75 down these country roads, bugs hitting my face shield, uh, and people passing me like, what just happened? What did I just see, right? Um, yeah, so that was that was one of my more embarrassing moments. One summer, I think it was the next summer, me and five buddies, we all got jobs in Chicago, working in downtown Chicago, working um, construction, working concrete. And so we all hopped in the bus from Canton, Ohio, and... You know, we got a place to stay actually on the south side of Chicago, around 111th and Wentworth, if anyone knows where that's at. All African-American neighborhood, six white guys in a VW bus. I know we, you know, stood out, something terrible. Um, and uh, But we worked on the north side of Chicago, kind of close to O'Hare Airport, so it was quite a drive. And I can remember one day in particular, it was hot as could be, right? And we're all in our jeans and our T-shirts and our work boots. And we've been cutting concrete all day long with those giant concrete cutters, right? And we were just absolutely just covered in concrete dust. I mean, just caked white with concrete dust, right? And so and so we all hop on the bus and we're like, you know, well, before we hop on the bus, it is too hot to ride in this doggone bus, right? With all dressed up. So we, we took off our boots, our socks, we stripped down to our boxer shorts. We threw all that stuff in the, in the back and we're like, you know what? Everybody get in. So we all hop in. Uh, you know, the seats are burning us because they're black and hot as can be. And uh, and we get going down the highway, and, you know, we have the windows open, but we have so much dust on us that it's actually kicking up dust inside the bus. So so we open the sliding door, and we're barreling down the highway, probably going 75, all six of us in there. And there's so much concrete dust blowing 
out of the side of the bus that people are like pulling up aside of us to look inside. And we here we are, all stripped down to our boxer shorts, you know, looking pretty tanned, you know, having our college bods, uh, you know, just kind of waving to folks or giving them the peace sign as they drive by. But of course, there has to be a breakdown story, right? Um, we were in Chicago, and we're going for we're doing the interchange from the from the major north south, which I think is ninety ninety four, to the east west, which is the Eisenhower. I think it's two ninety, right? So we're doing this interchange, and as we're going around, it's like the busiest intersection in the world, basically, right? And as we're you know going on that spaghetti loop to bring it around. Uh, my rear wheel just falls off, just breaks, uh, uh, just, woo, there it goes, it goes rolling, right? So I don't know, in Chicago, um, if your car breaks down, especially on the freeway, they don't mess around. What they do is they have these big, at least back then, these big giant tow trucks, right? They show up, they hook up your car, and they just drag it off the highway. They're not trying to save anything, right? Because, you know, you've got, you know, I probably had a mile or two of traffic backed up after that. So they drag it off the highway. Um, you know, we get it, uh, we get it back and, um, and, and they, they, we, you know, then we get a tow truck. We get it up on the back of the tow truck. And as we're driving back, we have to, we're going through back roads, um, not back roads. It's in the city, right? Going through side streets and we pass another VW bus, right? That's clearly kind of older. It's a camper bus. It's in, in front of some guy's house. And, uh, and, uh, and so we, th- we have enough thought to like write down the block that it's on. So I go back the next day and I knock on the guy's door and I'm like, Hey, I noticed you got this VW bus and I'm actually like, I need some parts and stuff. Would you be willing to sell this? It's a camper van. And he says, uh, yeah, like, I'm, yeah, uh, you know, I think so. And I said, well, how about 200 bucks? He's like, ah, he said, he said, it hasn't run for a couple of years. And he said, he said, you're going to have to give me 300 because there's a homeless guy. He's living in it right now. And I'm going to have to kick him out. But for 300, I'll do it because I'll give him a hundred bucks. I'm like sold. Right. So, so, so I said, but I got to have him out tomorrow because I got to come and get this bus because I got to get mine running. Right. So, so we get that bus and I get it for 300. We get it back to my place. Somehow I get it run. I think we end up towing it right through back streets of Chicago, right? Side streets is crazy. So we get this thing and we, and we park it right next to mine and the, the house that we're staying at, there's room for both. Right. And so I just start stripping this thing down. So that there's nothing left. Like I, I get every nut, every bolt. I get all the camping equipment. I get everything. I'm squirreling this stuff away. And, and the thing that it has that I've always wanted is it has a camper top on it. And it has that. I can't remember what the style is. It's, a, it's not the style that goes up in an angle, but the style that goes straight up. A Riviera. Yes, it's a Riviera. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, you know your VW camper tops. Well, we have. Yeah. Oh, yeah. and it's the best one, right? So... So I'm like, what would I wonder if I could take this camper top and put it on my tin top? What would it take, right? So I kind of I'm going back and forth. I'm popping it up like we unscrew the Riviera top. I set it on my tin top. I'm like, I wonder if this is doable. So that Friday at work again, I work construction. I'm like, I I sneak home an angle grinder, a metal grinder, and I'm like, I am gonna, I'm just gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. I'm going to do it. So I take a magic marker, black magic marker. You know, we have the Riviera top on the tin top. I just trace it all out. And, you know, I guess by faith, I don't know. And so I take the grinder. I hop up on top of my VW bus and I cut a giant hole in the top of my VW bus. And sure enough, like, I mean, I'm sure structurally I totally shouldn't have done this. But I took the Riviera top and I screwed it onto my top. And then after that, I turned my my tin top into a a camper top. And it was awesome. Those Riviera tops sleeping on the top. Do you, did your guys have a bed on the top? 
Oh, it is. It was the best camping I have ever done in my life. Is seven feet up on the campground, right over the campground, and sleeping up there in like that tent area. Oh, it's glorious. It really is glorious. And oh, so cozy. We make it work, though. Yeah, we really do. Oh, God, we're still recording. Uh, d- d- uh, next line. Uh, well, so nowadays, John has a new bus, and it's a little different. I own a, a, a VW bus. It's a chalk bus. I painted it with uh, chalkboard paint. And it is. I did that because it was the ugliest color brown I had ever seen. And it wasn't like the normal VW bus brown, which is bad enough, but this was actually like a rattle cam brown. And and it had some rust on it and things like that, so I didn't want to pay a bunch of money to paint something I knew was just going to rust all over again, probably somewhat quick, so I rolled on some chalkboard paint. As a teacher, it has provided him with some unique opportunities. Well, so it's painted my school colors where I live in, in Oakwood, right? So originally I wanted to mural the bus, like do some cool kind of Mexican street art and things like that. And then that wasn't, uh, uh, folks in the family, my family kind of felt like they might've been too busy. Right. And so, so, so this was a great kind of settle, right. Kind of in between that we could chalk it up and do whatever we want to it. And, um, and so th- well, I'll give you a good story. So I had this great idea as a teacher for my first day of school, because who likes the first day of school? It's just mostly teachers reading the rules. Who likes that? So I was like, no, I'm not going to do that. I want to do something inspirational. So, you know, my car is my van. The chalk bus is parked basically right outside the door where my classroom is. So I said, here's what we're going to do. Like, I'll give you a little introduction to myself. Then we're going to go out to the parking lot here. Um, here's some chalk. And you, uh, look up an inspirational quote or a picture or something. And draw it on the chalk bus, right? And so I'm doing this three, four, five classes, and I think it's fifth period, and um, and, a, and a couple of students, a couple of female students, they come over up to me, because I'm in the front of the bus talking to students, and they're like, you know, like, tell me about this quote, what does it mean to you? And and uh, one of the girls says, I think you want to go around to the back of the bus. And I was like, really? Why is that? Well, there are some boys back there, and um, they're, you just want to go and look. And so I go back there, and sure enough, uh, some of the boys had drawn three penises on the back of my Volkswagen bus. So, yeah. But, you know, the nice thing about chalk buses, you just wipe it away. I really hate to see art censored like that. You would say that. You can see safe for work chalk bus art on John's Instagram at VW Chalk Bus. And you can see our photos, also safe for work, unfortunately, at On the Road with Addie. Addie is spelled A-D-I-E. Until next time, everyone. <laughs>